Since February 1st, 2016, the worldwide trendsetter in innovative entertainment, SnowflakeSandwiches.com. Good morning, world. Welcome to Steve-O Supremo Movie Marathon 8. This is where we take a series of films, a franchise of cinema and we watch all the movies or as many as we can in one day and we have got a day in front of us this morning it is the texas chainsaw massacre and i am joined by a massacre in his own right (laughs) the only other person who's ever been a part of any of these other people have been invited other people have even said that they would show up at different times but no one ever has it's always been me steve-o supremo himself stephen thomas miles and my friend here the old Delaware slicker, Ryan Young. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. Glad to see you. Look, there's a lot of work that goes in to me being able to come back each and every time for these. Mm-hmm. Every time that I hear any kind of angle, I, maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but I, maybe this will get you to stop trying. Mm-hmm. Anytime I hear about another name that's involved with this, I kibosh it. I make sure that I, I, come, I come in and make sure something happens. You think at this point it should just be us two until, until the world ends? I got to watch these movies. Yeah. I enjoy doing this so much. I enjoy laying on this uh, little couch. Right. And uh, watching these films. So if we had another guest, that you might not like that. I don't want to be replaced. Mm. I don't want... Now, I'm pretty much irreplaceable, mm. but I need I need to be involved. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be replaced. And I know that's what you've been trying to do. But once we get settled in, you'll be happy that it's me. Well, we've got a series of films today that an argument could be made that... These films were kind of the beginning of what became the Steve-O Supremo movie marathon. Because uh, back when I was uh, a teenager, Ryan was a teenager, we were friends then, knew each other for a long time. Ryan was over at my house and we were watching a, a video of some wrestling matches from Japan. And there was a wrestler on that tape named Leatherface, and he was just using the character from these movies. He was dressed like a butcher, and he was carrying a chainsaw. I didn't know much about the movie or the character. Ryan had seen it, and Ryan explained it to me, what the character was, what the movie was, and Ryan said, hey, next time I come out here, I'll bring the movie, and we'll watch it. And I said, okay, and he did. And then from that day on, Ryan would pick a a movie, usually a horror movie, and would usually three or four. You you bring a couple by, so we had some things to choose from. I was into it. I was in the culture. But I think it went Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 1. And then I think uh, the next time you came by, I think you brought Halloween 4 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So an argument could be made that this whole idea of getting together and watching a bunch of movies together and talking about it, it all can be traced back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Ryan, this kind of makes sense that we're finally getting to this series, I guess. Yeah, I can't believe it took us this long to get to it. Maybe we were saving, uh, I don't want to say the best for last, but the best for later. Well, I think it it, it works out, too, because what we have here is we have uh, these series of films ending with a brand new one that has just, as of this recording, has just come out days ago, a brand new exclusive to Netflix uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. And I've heard I've heard the my personal critics have said it's great, it's outstanding. And oh, that's okay. really going to get me through the day today. So you you've seen all these movies except this newest one. I haven't seen the newest one. I'm going in fresh on uh-huh. this one. But you've seen all the other ones. 
I've seen all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Probably, I can't. I don't think there's any of the other ones I haven't seen at least twice. Wow. So I'm a big fan of the genre. So before we get going here, uh, bright and early in the Wait, morning. Is it the genre. What better time for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre than bright and early in the morning? Kind of makes a little sense. Little, I guess. little, little breakfast. Do you have any uh, comments before we start about which of these movies do you? We always like to see where we are when the day starts and where we are when the day ends. When we start here, which of these movies would you say are your favorite? Which ones do you think will be your favorite or least favorite as as the day ends? The one I've seen the most recently, sadly, because I didn't know we were doing this, is the original. Mm. And it holds up very well. That's an excellent movie. What I'm excited about today is you to see the two from like the early 2000s Mm. with um, Early Ermey. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel's in one of those. Never seen that one. And I like those movies a lot. And I don't think you've seen either one of those. So I'm kind of excited to get your take. Kind of like the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Mm -hmm. Two films like that. I'm kind of excited to get your take on those two. I've seen one and two a lot. And the third one and the fourth one I have not seen since Ryan brought them by years ago. That was Those were in the first batch of films you brought by, and I don't remember much about them, so I'm kind of excited to see those, too. In my mind, those are the least enjoyable mm. of the films. Those those old three and, and well, not four, it's called uh, Next Generation, kind of ending that series. But present day, I think the fact that that movie has... Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger in it, I think, has kind of brought it into a different realm because they went on to great success. But I know that from people I know and lists I've read, that's most people's least favorite of the whole series. And and, and to me, I like all of them. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one that I didn't like. But well, and, and that and that's a big see. difference to me for like a series like Friday the Thirteenth, where yeah. there's plenty of those movies I don't like. Yeah, that's why this is one of my favorites. Texas Chainsaw is near the top for me. I'd love to know the order exactly of those films that you brought out because we talked during the Halloween movie marathon. You brought out Halloween Four as the first Halloween movie, right in the middle of the old franchise there. So a little backstory on that is I started, my first horror movie was when I was eight years old and it was on Halloween night and it was Halloween 2. So at a very young age, I was exposed to horror films. And then my very first Nightmare on Elm Street I got for Christmas and it was it was unwrapped. My mother didn't have time to wrap my gifts, but she just kind of laid them out for me. And it, and it was a VHS cassette of Nightmare on Elm Street 4. So starting at the beginning of a series is is nothing that you're that interested in. Well, I was, from a young age, it was what, I think it was whatever the cheapest film was. Whatever whatever was was available available to me. And that's kind of how your life is now, whatever's (laughs) happening. Whatever's (laughs) around. That's pretty much the deal. All right, well, we're going to, uh, we always like to light the ceremonial candle. We have a candle that is is burning throughout the movie marathon. And this is one that Ryan has brought from Jamaica. It's a coconut candle. A gift. In a coconut shell. And I thought this would be a perfect day to... uh, to light it up. I bring many things to the table, and this coconut candle is one of them. So how was Jamaica? Would you like to share any stories? Jamaica? I, I, re- I remember very little, but uh, I did some naked karate on the beach, which was pretty cool at nighttime. And then I got in trouble by security uh, for being... I kept getting in trouble for being nude on the beach at nighttime. I wasn't supposed to be, but it was something very enticing about it to me to, to, to be doing that. That might be scarier than the Leatherface we're about to see. Well, we're, well let's find out. 
From 1974, we start off the day bright and early in the morning with uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And this is, um, well, we'll talk about it when it ends, but a movie very ahead of its time, I think. It was kind of the first film to really be the, uh, set the stage for the movies that would come after it in a lot of ways. Huge. You Unbelievable. Know. Who will survive and what will be left of them is the tagline. I know Rob Zombie loves that because there's that, uh, that white zombie song. Was it Real Solution Number 9 that's got that saying over and over again? Who will survive and what will be left of them? Man, I love that. I love that song. I didn't even know that was a lyric in it. All right. Well, there we go. Ready to press play? Oh, this is kind of neat. Uh, the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this is the authentic VHS tape that Ryan brought out many years ago. This is, this is the tape that you brought out. Is that right? Yeah. So we have a little bit of history here. Did I give it to you? Yeah, because... Or did you steal it? <laughs> no, you brought it out, and then a month later you gave it to me as a Christmas present. Oh, wow, because mm. I forgot to get you by you a Christmas present. <laughs> so the VHS tape lives on. It's from 1993. Maybe go for something on eBay these days. To I was going to say, do you get rid of anything? Yeah. All right, ready to press play? Please. Well, there's 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Ryan, present day, that movie ends and you kind of feel like you've seen something wild. I can't even imagine what they were thinking in 1974. Mortifying. Yeah. Coming off of the Mary Tyler Moore show and uh, the 70s. I Love Lucy and whatnot. I wasn't around for the 70s, but it must have been a wild time. I mean, that's a big, That's a. that seems like it would be a lot scarier or not maybe just more disgusting than like an alfred hitchcock type of movie what was going on in the 70s for all of these movies that just kind of come out of nowhere was it uh just something in the air i wasn't around for it i'm just kind of wondering things tend to, things tend to escalate that was around the time of watergate too i don't know what that is <laughs> so you like this movie I love it. Yeah. It's really good. Really solid movie. There are some, I like Franklin. There, Franklin's my Franklin's my favorite. There's some really great uh, uh, visuals and, and, and cinematography here. I love the opening sequence with the radio report as the credits are going at the beginning. Um, you I, notice so many things about a movie. The, the, the scene where the, where the guy's walking into the sunset with the little symbol playing. like Those, those scenes are just so well done. Like you said, Leatherface was wearing a tie. Yeah. Do you like Leatherface in a tie? Uh, but I like, yeah, I do. And you, but I didn't you, notice you it. I didn't, like, it. But to me, I look at things as kind of a whole package. Mm -hmm. And you seem to see like minute like things mm. pretty good. I like, I appreciate you presenting them. And what me. do you see? Watching this film with you. I guess I watched this film with you a long time ago? ago. A long time ago. A long time ago. Watching it with you today, it's nice because you bring me. Uh, you bring me a little deeper. You mm -hmm. take me a little deeper into it. Well, you're all you're all surface. We know that. It's quite a pleasure. That's true. All right. That's true. And I'm the Mariana Trench. I'm trying not to see anything. But you know you're... what the Mariana Trench is? No. Do you want to uh, answer a couple questions? We've we've got uh, the email open and the uh, MySpace page going. We My always, favorite. We always like to uh, always like to ask questions about uh, snowflake sandwiches at gmail .com. This is from Jean-Pierre. Why is he called Leatherface? His face isn't made of leather. Ought to call him Skinface. Well, let's see. Um, Skinface. Well, Skinface doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Mm. I like a name for something that's not so on the nose. It's a little twisted, but it gives you the idea. This one just says, Ryan's voice gives me COVID. Well, see, now that's... That's just... That's just I don't even know what that means. What mm. am I supposed to say to that? 
Everything gives you COVID. There's not much here to choose from now. This just says uh, CBD gummies, low prices on Miami airfare. Don't even tell me about these CBD gummies anymore. CBD gummies are too strong. Well, hopefully we'll have some more questions as the as, as the day goes on. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned it. Maybe now is a good time for your Franklin impression. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um... <laughs> Are you going to try to do the voice, or are you just going to do the noise? I was just going to, I just, that's my favorite part. Let's hear the voice. I got, I, I like, I like, uh, I, I'm sorry to do the, uh, I don't. I put you on the spot. There. Yeah, you got me there. I couldn't, sorry. I couldn't think of anything. I haven't had breakfast yet. I was told we were going to have breakfast. So what do you think at the very end there, the truck driver gets out and has the wrench and throws it and hits the leather face in the head? By the way, what in in that unnerving situation? I was thinking, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not going to be able to make that throw. Mm, I feel like I'm going to take that wrench and okay. I'm going to throw it wide right. It can go wrong, and I am going to get chopped up by that chainsaw. We don't see the the uh, fate of the truck driver. What do you think happened there? We saw the uh, the female character get in the back of the truck and drive off. Well, it seems odd because they ran out. She runs out. She runs down the driveway at the end. She finds a road. Like There's like a road at the end of their lane. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like they were more in a desolate area than that. Mm. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a truck comes by and a tractor trailer. So it's like all of a sudden there's a lot of people in this area. So maybe the truck driver ran and another car's coming. You hmm. would think, and logically, that another car would be coming along soon. Very interesting. You like this movie? Very much. Mm-hmm. It's, a very, it's a very good one. Really, I've um, seen it a lot really uh set the stage for the movies to come later i would say but uh watching it with you it's a whole new experience mm-hmm. i don't think you should go in somebody's house uninvited i'm not trying to justify leatherface's actions by any means but i would encourage anyone to not just walk into somebody's house but okay but then okay so there's that i agree and that needs to be dealt with but when they're at the dinner table with the woman at the end the the father says he doesn't like killing but things need to be done is he putting people in the in the in the barbecue? Is it ever stated that he's putting people in the barbecue in that movie? I didn't hear it. Well, I think I think inflation back in the seventies. We're having some inflation right now in in twenty twenty two. Inflation, oil crisis. These were things in the seventies, and I think that was a maybe a satire of that. He turns the lights off. You heard him say, "That's right." The price of electricity is enough to. Put a man out of business. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So he's trying to make ends meet. And Leatherface is dressed like a woman here. I always kind of thought that was like uh, a play on the American dream, maybe. A satire. Was the wig Was the wig at the end the same wig when the father came home and got mad at it? I feel like the that was a different was gray, wig. Yeah, and then he changed it to like a black wig. Well, that was the party wig. You understand the idea of a party wig. So he goes from being like a middle-aged woman to being... But he starts as an old-age woman? Yeah. Pure madness. Well, uh, we'll move on uh, to 1986. 12 years in between the first one and the second one. That's kind of uh, rare. Usually when something makes a sequel, it's a little quicker than that. Probably because in the 80s there was a big boom of horror... Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really the thing in the 70s. Hmm. From 1986, we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And the tagline I have for this one, after a decade of silence, the buzz is back. And if you ever remember seeing the cover, it was a takeoff of The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I never noticed that until you mentioned it. I'm not surprised. That seems to be a reoccurring theme. Was you there, don't realize things until Do you I think we were talking about drive throughs <laughs> I know. 
We were talking about drive-thrus with the first movie. Were, yeah. Was this movie? Would this movie have been released in a movie theater? Seventy-four, or eighty, or, or the second one? No, the second one. I mean, we were talking about the first. I think. Movie the, oh, the second one was sure. So maybe, yeah. So maybe that's why they decided to bring that back. In the seventies, I think you had more of the. And I wasn't around. I'm going by what I've heard. I think you had more drive-in theaters, so you you could have some lower budget, cheaply made films that could get distribution. So the 70s really sound like an exciting time for, for filmmakers. Did you ever see a movie in a drive-in theater? No, I was maybe as a baby, but nothing I ever remember. Yeah, me neither. That seemed like it would be a lot of fun. Mm, oh, I bet it was. Maybe me and you should open up a drive-in theater. <laughs> How lucrative do you think that would be? Oh, there goes the VHS. How? Did you hear the VHS? That's, <laughs> isn't, that a nice, isn't that a nice sound? You don't hear that very much. I, I don't anyway. When I come here, I do. Nothing like uh, 2022 uh, drive-in theater. So you want people to leave, not only leave the house, but then sit in the car for uh, for two hours I, in this day and age. Would I, that fly this day and age? I, I don't know. I think people like to do like throwback things. Like Maybe that. we'll think we'll talk about it. During There's this. not a lot of fun stuff to do. We'll talk. <laughs> what do you do for fun? This is what we're doing today. This is fun, right? This is fun. All God. right. Uh, Dennis Miller, not Dennis Miller, but Dennis Hopper is in this upcoming one. Hey, if Dennis Miller was in this, that could be a whole different movie. We'll, we'll go ahead and press play. Trying to picture what that would look like. Hey, I got a, I got a chainsaw over here. Come on. That's my Dennis Miller impression. Anything? Better than my Franklin. That's Stuart Copeland, who was the drummer of the police. Strange Things Happen. That's the song that's playing over the final credits there. I love that one. That sounds like something that you could have slid, slid in right into Weekend at Bernie's 2. Good drum. You like this movie? I do. It's a lot of fun. I just noticed when the credits rolled that like everybody has a nickname mm-hmm. in this movie. Like Lefty and uh, Stretch and uh, Chop Top. You were saying that there's some uh, gaps of logic in this movie. If you try to delve into it too much, it doesn't make a, a lot of sense. But overall, I think the tone of this one is, uh, is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. I don't think you should probably try to dive in too deep. But I mean, but if you want to, you could think about... Just, just fresh on my mind by the end of the movie. How did they get the mummified grandmother into the top of... What was that, a castle? Mount Rushmore. Oh, Mount Rushmore. Okay. Yeah. In Texas. Well, the family, the Sawyer family, is not in the house anymore. They're, they're in an abandoned amusement park, apparently. Yeah, and I, I question... I question how an amusement park becomes abandoned. You would think that there'd be interest in revitalizing it or using the land for something else, maybe. Yeah, I just can't imagine someone just buying an amusement park and owning it and having the land and then just abandoning it and it's just vacant. Well, uh, a couple years, maybe about 12 years after the original, it seems that Dennis Hopper is on patrol and he has not forgotten what's happened and he's going to put an end to this with the help of um, Stretch, who's uh, Caroline Williams. Now, who is Dennis Hopper in this movie? Is he a... Lefty. No, but he is... Is he a... Is he a law enforcement officer? You just watched it. But no, I'm asking because I think he... I know he's a... Okay, I'm saying the wrong thing. What I'm trying to get at is... is you were here, weren't you? Why does he care so much? Does it ever say why he cares so much? Like, why he's, he's the one that's so obsessed with this? I always got the impression that he was uh, related to Franklin somehow. From the first one. Why? Because there was the scene... You did just watch this movie with me, didn't you? I, I did. There was, I, there, I, might, I might have missed something. There was that scene where they found the skeleton in the wheelchair, and he said, oh, it's Franklin. Like he was trying to, like it was a, like it was a family member. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh-huh. 
Are you still here? Are you still with I us? Have, I have. If you ever watch a film with me, you'll realize I, I talk a lot during films, yeah. and I, uh, yeah, and I get distracted easily. This one's almost kind of like a uh, dark comedy. It's got uh, some comedic elements to it. Fantasy. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah. The 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 um the leather face in this seems to be a bit uh horny. Okay. I mean, right? I mean, do you, and he's do you really agree? going overboard with that dance where he holds the chainsaw over his head and does the little shimmy. You think it's too much with the shimmy? I I like the shimmy, but I feel like he maybe goes back to it a little too often. I feel like I can't get enough of it. Okay. I, I I want I want. Well, more. you like running things into the ground. I want. We've established that. <laughs> That's right. Dennis Hopper is in this. Dennis Hopper, I think, is uh, is a, is a fine actor. He he's in that class for me with people that. Um, like a Jack Nicholson, where they just have such a presence on screen. Speed is a great action film. One of the best action movies of all time, I would say. And if you like Dennis Hopper, of course, Easy Rider. Ryan's never seen Easy Rider. True Romance. True Romance. And I'll, and uh, going deep into the weeds, there was a show in the early 90s called Fishing with John. John Lurie, who, was a, who still is a painter and a musician, and he took somebody out fishing. Every, he did one with Tom Waits. Like a celebrity or something? And he did one with Dennis Hopper. And it's just uh, what a, uh, a charismatic performer Dennis Hopper is. Yeah, I like Dennis Hopper. You know what I was thinking the other day? This is unrelated, but it was just a sidebar. I can't believe it. I, it's unrelated. <laughs> I, I was thinking that 30 years ago, you know, when I was like a kid, or even maybe just like 20 years ago, I enjoyed like an appearance from a celebrity, or you like to hear from like a, what's going on with a celebrity. And now I hate celebrities. I don't like celebrities anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get tired of hearing the opinions of celebrities. Well, I think the reason you bring that up is because your grandmother famously hated Dennis Hopper, and I think that that's that, true. That might be. I was raised that. That might be why you're thinking about that yeah. because it was a reoccurring theme uh, when we were growing up. We would ask your grandmother what she thought of Dennis Hopper, and she would ex- she would respond with with an expletive, saying that she did not like Dennis Hopper. Yeah, a and, POS. Uh, yeah. And she would, she would, so I think she that's would. maybe why you're thinking about that, because she had a very strong opinion about a celebrity. Maybe you're right. But mm-hmm. I just remember enjoying that. And now now I think because you see celebrities so much, it, it's not very enjoyable anymore. Caroline Williams is the lead female in this. She was in Leprechaun 3, which is one of my favorites. She's delightful. I think she's really good. Remember she's- Leprechaun 3? You were here for that one. I, I, don't, I, I, don't I remember, remember Leprechaun Three. I, you probably, I probably brought Leprechaun Three to your house. No, we watched it in the movie about. marathon when we did the Leprechaun movies. No, no, I'm talking about when we were kids. That's probably one of the ones that I would bring to your house. I used no, to watch I that one all that. the time. I remember seeing that one. Yeah, because it had breasts in it. If a horror movie had breasts, I would watch it a lot as a teenager. Mm. I can tell you uh, from my own past of being in a lot of uh, small, dimly lit radio stations. I kind of like some of the. Uh, callbacks to some of the late nights at the radio studio i kind of like seeing that i remember i would i would do that uh, ain't nothing going on like like stretch does where she gives the time eerie too yeah it, that, that that yeah that's an eerie place in the middle of the night and some of the people that would drop by were a little bit like uh bill mosley chopped up i have to say yeah that rings true you had a couple of far out fans that rings true for me so um we go to 1990, and uh, I have this one on DVD. We watched the the first movie on VHS, and we watched the second one on DVD. I found this DVD here, but uh, I, I don't have high hopes for it. It's got a lot of scratches on it. I'm hoping that it plays. Oh, I did want to mention, too, there was a, a pretty famous cutscene 
deleted scene from this movie we just watched. Do you remember Joe Bob Briggs, who was the host of Monster On Vision? On TNT. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. He had a cut scene in um, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 where he was a film critic who had a run-in with Leatherface. And it really? got and it got cut for time. But it's but it's lived all lived on in, uh, in for the fans. It's been a kind of a, a fun scene. He's in Casino. Wasn't he on Married with Children too? That sounds right. Uh-huh. Timing wise, I don't remember the episode. Do you remember Monster Vision on in in the nineties on TNT? I I would see a lot of trailers for it during wrestling. Yeah, but I I didn't watch it. But you think I would because I'm like horror movies and stuff. Yeah, there's B movies and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I liked him very much. <laughs> Anything personal? You know me. I can pretty much sum up if I like somebody or don't like them in seconds. How do you feel about me? You're all right. All right. From 1990, we find Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Now, this is one that Ryan brought out when we were just uh, teenagers. I haven't seen it since, so I'm kind of interested to see this one again. You haven't seen it since? I haven't seen it since. So should be interesting. I, I you were really you were saying you were my, saying yeah. that this might be your least favorite of the day. My take on it is is that if, the way I remember it is is that this movie is not very entertaining. I do remember that um, Keenan's father from Keenan and Kel is in this. Ken Forey is in this, and I do like him, but uh-huh. I, but it's not his best work. Now they said in this movie we just saw the saw his family. That becomes a reoccurring uh, phrase. It's written on the chainsaw on one of the posters. The saw for me it seems to be a big drawing point for people to this movie. And these movies and that's not really the biggest thing for me is the the chainsaw mm-hmm. i like the i like the family i like the the family or well uh, the saw is family yeah but i like the literal family i don't oh, the okay. saw i don't i don't know why it has to be the saw they use the hammer a lot too i kind of like the hammer yeah i'm down they use the hammer a lot in this movie and i like the the really long scene with the grandpa's trying to get the good hit with the hammer mm-hmm. and they really take their time and tease it out where he's really having issues with that hammer and I like it when people take their time with fun stuff like that. Did you like when LG said, I'm falling apart on you? Love it. Yeah. You do a really good impression of that. We, we think that I you see. could probably do a good job uh, of playing that, that role, role if I had yeah. to. Uh-huh. I think you could do it. Yeah. I said that one time to, to a woman. I said, I'm falling apart on you. Did it work? No. Do you remember I also said um, from Friday the 13th Part 3, I, I gave up a weekend with Mary Jo Conrad to be here. That's a great one. I like to entertain myself. Yeah. More that's than, a fun more than anybody else. People don't get it. That's right. But I do. Well, 1990, the, the tagline I could find for this one is, uh, the terror begins the second it starts. And see, again, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's true. Well, maybe that's a play in on uh, a chainsaw, the second it starts. Uh, see, everything always comes back to the chainsaw. Well, the saw is family. That. Yeah, I, I get away from that. What is family to you? Not the saw. Well, that's Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Ryan, how do you feel about this one? I think that that movie might be the worst movie that we've sat here and watched together in the history of this show. The general consensus leading up to today from talking with different people and looking at some different uh, lists that people compiled online, this seemed to be, this or, or part four seemed to be always at the bottom. I haven't seen this movie in well over a decade, and it's I can't believe it. It's even worse than I thought. I, there's there's some nice shots. There's some nice, uh, quick little editing, directing tricks that I think were kind of cool, but overall, I feel like uh, the tone of this one really never gets nailed down in a, in a good way. Well, yeah, 
First off, I'll tell you something that bothers me about it is I don't know who these people are. And I don't know. And they got three guys in this family. I guess they're all in this family. And Leatherface looks like Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber now. That apparently. Leatherface is very unappealing. Yeah. And not and not nearly as gruesome as looking as the other movies also. Is he from Dumb and Dumber or, Spe- or Speed? The Jeff Daniels. Oh, that's definitely the Dumb and Dumber, the Dumb and Dumber hair. I think that's the Dumb and Dumber hair. Yeah, I don't like the way he looks in this one. The mask no. or anything. And the movie's too dark. Mm-hmm. Half the movie, you can't even really see it because yeah, it takes dimly. place in like a dark woods. Dimly lit. Uh, Ken Foray was uh, the father on Keenan and Kel, and he was also in Rob Zombie's Halloween, right? You've seen him in some other things. He's good. Mm-hmm. And Vigo Mortensen was in this, who who has had some big successes in in movies and films. I liked him in this, too. He mm-hmm. looked good. Yeah, I like some of the I like some of the actors, but like Ken Forey, like why was he in the woods? Is he hunting? I missed that. That might not have been their fault. I just missed that. But I had trouble following this movie. Did you like Keenan and Kel when that was on? I like Keenan and Kel. I like Keenan and Kel very much. Mm-hmm. I always thought that as, as teenagers, me and you were a lot like Keenan and Kel. I thought like I was a lot like Kel. So why would that? Because I was more of always kind of looking for a scheme and yeah, heavy heavy set. It was, it was, I was going to say, it was because of our builds, and it was also because you would always, like, find come a way up with ideas to get the hijinks, and then I would easily be persuaded into into getting involved. And you'd be very much entertained with just some orange soda. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I was always very happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. And what was I? But I was a little angrier than Cal, but that doesn't really play <laughs> to Nickelodeon. That's a little too much, too deep. Uh, and what was I? You were, uh, you, you were, uh, you had a plan. You were coming yeah. up with some plans. All right. Well, uh, so far, out of the three movies we've seen, give me a first, second, and third for you on the ranking. One, two, three. Really? One's my favorite, two's the next, and third is abysmal. Pretty steep drop-off with these last three if we're going by Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, The first one was at 89%. The second one was at 47%. And this one was at 19%. So in each one of those, we have a drop of like 30 or 40 percentage points to the next one. That's a pretty steep drop off. It's a heavy drop. I would really like to speak to one or two of the 19% that like that movie. What they liked about it. What they liked about it. I'm okay with it, but I just like to know. I liked the first 10, 15 minutes. I thought that the stage was being set. I mentioned to you as as the movie was going on, I, I thought the stage was being set nicely. In those first couple, 10 or 15 minutes, I was kind of interested, and then it just didn't really play out too well. Also, the female lead, very forgettable and unappealing, and then building to the end, I don't know why I care about her. Mm. You know what I, I, you know what I mean? I don't know why I care that she's going to get after Leatherface, and it's going to be an issue. Well, we got a couple questions that have come in on the uh, email, on the, instant, on the instant messenger. Um this is from Carl. He says, uh, love the podcast, love the movies. Nightmare on Elm Street was his favorite. I hear that from a lot of people. They love the Nightmare on Elm Street one. Maybe the best. Uh, Ryan is dead weight. Oh, come on. I'm not, yeah. I'm, that, was, that was Carl. This is the kind of would you problem. Like to, would you like to respond to Carl? After, well, don't read just like the bad ones. I'm sure there's good. Read a good one about me. Okay. Um, here's one. Um, I met Ryan when we were both 19. He sexually propositioned me outside of a food line in Delaware. What an understanding lover. Signed, Barry. <laughs> Barry? Well, that must. it's probably a situation of, a, it was a female back then has turned into a man now. Well, you have a past. You've admitted to that. Well, that's true. But outside of a food line, that doesn't ring a bell. This is from Ed Michaels in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, does Ryan love quality meat? 
I think that's a tie-in because uh, is that it, more is that from Barry again? In, no, that's from Part Two. I think when the uh, the character was at the chili cook-off and he said, "This is my kind of town. This is a town that loves quality meat." I think well, that's what he's referring. Well, to. I like uh, I like high quality meat and low quality meat. Yeah, you like um, I get down. You like roast beef, ham. I like I like uh, let's see all that. I like all meat. The shirt that you have on today, it's I like want a, I, I, I want to mention this. It's it has a picture of, of Leatherface on it from right. the fir- from the first movie, and then and then the writing underneath of it says Texas State Barbecue Champ 1974. That's right. And uh, you bought this from a guy in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, and I, I have some questions about the shirt because he wasn't the barbecue champ. His father was the barbecue champ, and it wasn't until 1986. Are you sure that he didn't win it in '74 and it just wasn't in the movie? Well, I guess if you want to make a shirt about something that's not in the movie, you can do anything. Yeah, you could say I mean, that Leatherface was an astronaut if you wanted to. When I bought the shirt, do you think that I looked at it and thought it through? No, but that was the same day. This I remember the day you bought that shirt was the same day that I was on an elevator by myself, and the the doors open on one of the floors, and in to the elevator steps the star of Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. Kimberly Beck. Oh, nice. Lovely. And I remember thinking, well, this would be kind of nice. Have a nice little conversation with the star of Friday the 13th Part 4, Kimberly Beck. She walks in. She looks at me in the eyes. And then she looks at the panel where the buttons are. Right. And then she looks back at me and she says, I don't think this elevator's going where I need it to go. And she turned around and walked off. Now, what do you think about that? Do you think, was there another elevator in the building that could take her where she needed to go? I don't see how that elevator was not going where she needed it to go. You and think I it think was something else happened. I think she got an impression from me that she didn't want to spend 60 seconds alone in that elevator with me. Ryan, your thoughts? Well, I've often said that you have the silhouette of Jason Voorhees. Well, we move on to 1995, and that's where we find the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Uh, a lot of stars in, in, in this movie. Quite a cast here. We've got Renee Zellweger in an early role. We've got Matthew McConaughey. And also be on the lookout for Deborah from the WWF Attitude Era. She's supposed to be playing a police officer in this. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. Young Renee Zellweger. You, you find the younger uh, Renee Zellweger attractive? I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, so let's let's see. Let's I'll, answer that in a little I'll bit. I'll touch base with you yeah. after that because I saw a cover to a film that I don't know the name of right now with her on it. And I said, man, I never found her attractive before, but she is got kind of a way about her when she was younger. Mm, interesting. And then she fell to pieces. Ryan with more of that sweet talk, that famous Ryan Young sweet talk that we hear so much about. Uh, the cover of this movie, I remember in the video stores in, in, the, in the late 90s, the cover, Leatherface is in like a dress and he's in like black stockings. And it makes sense because the tagline is, if looks could kill, he wouldn't need a chainsaw. But in the years since... The cover has been changed to put Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger in it, I guess, to play up the fact that they became fairly big stars. Right. But that, that the cover that I always remember seeing was him in a dress. So they got Viggo Mortensen for the third one. Yeah. And then you get Matthew McConaughey for the, for the and fourth Deborah. one. But there was no sign that Matthew McConaughey was going to be a big star Do before you remember, that. Do you remember when Deborah was the manager of Jeff Jarrett? The what? Are you ready to press play on this one? Um, This one's even lower on Rotten Tomatoes than the one we just watched. This is going to be 16%. There's no way that a movie could be made worse than the movie that I just saw. You ready to press play and find out for sure? Please hit it. I'm excited. (laughs) 
The credits roll on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Uh, Ryan, kind of an unsatisfying ending to that one. Wow. Did you uh, did you have a spiritual event during that movie? Well, that's what you said that guy in the limousine was. That's what he said, end, that uh, the, business, the businessman that was uh, in charge of, of creating Leatherface. Okay. I, guess, I assume. Uh-huh. And who was in the airplane that knocked Matthew McConaughey down? I think... I think that was a farmer mm-hmm. that saw that there was a man chasing a woman and he decided to drive his plane into that person, okay. but we never find out for sure. Okay. Or maybe it was an accident. Uh-huh. Maybe he didn't see it when he was swooping down and he just hit them with the player plane. Well, that's what I mean about the unsatisfying ending. It's just, there's a lot of just like, what was, what does that mean? Why did that happen? Why was, why was the, uh, female from the, uh, the female survivor from the original in a hospital bed at the hospital? Would you have known that unless, uh, unless the, you got the knowledge? I wouldn't have known. It. Yeah. Yeah. You told me. Yeah. Be, well, because I didn't know. So I searched. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't, yeah. So an unsatisfying ending, wouldn't you say? That movie had a lot of secrets from the audience. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? What mm-hmm. is the, if you now unveiled the secrets. Maybe there was supposed to be another movie to... I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. These last two movies have been brutal. Yeah. But uh, Matthew McConaughey does have a, a presence about him, so I'm not surprised he went on to other things. But you said during the movie, Leatherface is like a secondary character. It seemed that way. Doesn't have much going on. It Matthew seemed, McConaughey stole the show. It seemed like he became the star of that side of the family when it was always Leatherface who was the star. Did you like Renee Zellweger? She was fine. I like the other actress. Mm-hmm. But what they, was her name? I don't know, but they, they whooped her. I mean, they whooped that, the other girl in this movie. And I think that her boyfriend, uh, I don't think she, he was played by Danny McBride, but that guy had like a Danny McBride thing going on. So you like this movie? No. Okay. I, but I like it less than I remember. So it's like, as I'm getting older, I thought I liked this movie more than I, I do, mm-hmm. but I don't. You like the third one better than this one? No. I like this one better because oh, okay. because I like Matthew McConaughey more than Viggo Mortensen. Gotcha. How about that? That just for maybe that reason alone. Can't argue with that. Uh well, on we go. But let's go on, please. And what do we find next? We find 2003's reboot, reimagining of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And this is, Ryan has seen this one. I have not seen this one. This is a reimagining of, of the whole idea, right? Things are looking up. Mm-hmm. I like Jessica this Jessica Biel is in this one. Yeah. Arlie Ermey. I always called this Jessica Biel's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. She's nice. I have this on um, a VHS tape, this one. This is from 2003. Had, had, you just acquired this on VHS? And this is probably going to be, like, we're at the, we're at the, the last days of VHS in 2003. I, I think it was like 2000. Five or six when new movies stopped coming out on VHS. So we're really kind of at the end of the line here. Oh, so not quite the last one, but right It's there. getting close. Yeah. It's getting close. Would you like to say a few words about the the end of the VHS phenomenon? You spent a lot of time in video stores as a kid. Would you like to, to wrap up that era? I was very I was very leery of anything other than VHS. VHS mm-hmm. was not around for very long, but it was around for a long time for me as a child, mm-hmm. my whole childhood. And uh, going to that video store and uh, checking out a VHS, there's there's few dreams like it. I, I, I had a lot of t- fun doing that. And now you don't even use DVDs anymore. No, but I do. I think they have worked out the virtual experience, so it is kind of fun 
still like searching for films mm-hmm. um, online, like like not online, but like on my service and streaming and stuff. I like the covers. The covers have gotten good again, and the synopsises are good. So it's it's not that bad. Nothing can beat the old music stores and the old video stores where you can look at the covers and get get a conversation going if you're there That's with a true. friend or something. That's kind That's of true. Fun. I agree with you, but I think that the, in, when do you think the video stores were pretty much gone? Like what year? If you had to guess, twenty twenty one, and here we are in twenty twenty two. No, 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 no. When all the video stores were gone, twenty twenty. No, they've been gone longer than that. The video stores, like Blockbuster, there's still video stores around. No, like rental video stores, they're still around, but there's hardly any. They're still around though. They still exist. Well, there's still a blockbuster in Oregon. I there's believe. one. Yeah, they made a movie about it, documentary called The Last Blockbuster. You're not gonna go here with me. What do you got about this thing? Well, I just I wanted to say I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, the director of this one we're about to watch, Marcus Nispel, is also the director of the Friday the Thirteenth reboot from 2009. So he rebooted. Or he directed both the 2003 <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the 2009 Friday the 13th. Isn't that kind of strange? He rebooted, and then he rebooted again. But what are the odds of that? Isn't that kind of kind of crazy? But it leads me to believe that people like this reboot mm-hmm. for him to get another opportunity to do another reboot. Now, let me. Now, did we like? Do you remember? Did we like that Friday the 13th reboot? You don't speak for me. You speak for yourself. You did, don't tell did, me what I like. How or did, don't. How like. did we feel? You're a guest. You know, you're you're the sidekick of this. You could be replaced very easily. I could do worse than being your sidekick on this. You don't remember if you like that movie or not? I, I, I want to say I don't, but then there's part of me that thinks that it was kind of a... Uh, I feel like there was some kind of... Um, no, I didn't like it, but there was some kind of like sexuality to that movie. That well, you I do remember watching it, though. I remember watching it. I remember little bits of it, but I don't think I liked it. it okay, so if that's a reboot of Friday the 13th, right? The original Friday the 13th, if uh, the mother... Is the killer. But the mother wasn't the killer in this movie, right? You're talking about the Friday the 13th series, right? Which is kind of all topic. You brought it up. The 2009 Friday the 13th was a reimagining of the whole series. So there were little parts of lots of different ones. It wasn't a remake of the original Friday the 13th. It was a reimagining of the whole series. Was the cash grab? Aren't all movies on some level? Fair enough. From 2003 to VHS we go and we find... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, inspired by a true story. Wow. There goes another one, 2003's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel and R. Lee Ermey. Ryan, what do you think? I I enjoyed it. I'm I'm back. I'm back in the I'm back in the series. I like that I like that movie. Jessica Beale's in this. She was also in Summer Catch. Jessica Beale's great. I thought she does a nice job in this movie. Easy on the eyes. Arlie Ermey was uh, very good in this. What you like what, what a fascinating character and portrayal. Yeah, I like I like Arlie Ermey. He adds a lot to this movie. That's so, a, a great character. That's something some of those other movies are missing. It's like a a great character with some fun dialogue. So how would you explain this? This is a a, a total reboot of the whole series yeah the way i think of it is is like um it's almost like they made a movie based on like is the first one the original one supposed to be real and then like this is a movie based off of that because they change things about it it's not exact remake of that first movie Mm -hmm. it's like almost like an adaptation of that because it because this says inspired by a true story i was that was a thought i had I, i don't know i don't know either the VHS tape that we watched this on had a preview before the movie started for DVD. Yeah, that's right. It was like, get on the new wave. It was exciting. I hadn't thought about that in a while. Because DVD is about to be here. Or it's here now. It was, yeah. it was like a fun little slice of like early 2000s. And it said, you can rent them. 
you can buy them. Go ahead and buy them. You know, make a collection. They That's wanted, right. They wanted you to get get on a it. lot. You can get a lot. Yeah, we're past the halfway point now with these uh, films. Give me a first, second, third, fourth, and, and fifth place ranking. What's, oh, your, what's your favorite of the day? What's your what's your least favorite? Maybe we can start there. Okay, we'll go least favorite. I'll say part three, Leatherface. And I'll say four, and then I'll say two, and then I'll say this one be second place, the, uh, the 2003 uh, reboot, and then I still like the original the best. Mm-hmm. Even though I like Arlie Ermey in this movie, that's my favorite character of the day is the Arlie Ermey uh, sheriff. What is your favorite Jessica Biel performance? Um, this. But if not this... Since you asked, uh, I thought she was good in, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Mm-hmm. And when I say good, I mean very attractive. That's always been the thing about Jessica Biel to me, is uh, she's easy on the eyes. Did you ever see Summer Catch with uh, Freddie Prince Jr.? I know that film, but I am not. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be interested. Is she, is she nice in that? Well, let's go ahead nice and uh, check, uh, check the email. You want to answer a couple questions? Here? Please, better check in. Uh, and, and thank you for uh, joining us and sending your questions. This doesn't say who this is from, but they just said, doesn't it seem like everyone in the 70s looked like they could be either 20 or 60? I guess maybe they're talking about in the van. They're talking about that Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, you, never yeah, you thought in the going back to the first movie, you thought one of the guys looked like Pierce Brosnan. And the other one looks like Rick, Rick Moranis. Did you pick that up, though, from that time period of like anybody could be any age? It, is, it does seem to be hard to tell. I think it's the hairstyles. This is from Piper. Piper says, I've listened to every Steve-O Supremo movie marathon, even though I'm not familiar with the movies. Love you guys on Mid-Atlantic baseball wrap-up and reading old wrestling magazines. Any chance for new episodes on that? Always a chance. She says, my real question is, what do you feel is the other's best and worst trait? That's kind of interesting. She's asking me what I think your best and worst trait is and what you think my best and worst trait is. You want to answer that? Do you want me to start? Well, I would say just Ryan's best trait. I would say that uh, Ryan's a real funny friend who's got, uh, uh, who, who's who's very... Um, this sounds almost like an insult. Loyal. Best striking or the worst I, one. I would say that Ryan is, loyal. Very, is, like is loyal. very loyal to his uh, to, to his friends and family. Maybe times when he shouldn't be. Okay. That's not a bad, that's a nice thing to say. Right? That's right. Because yeah. loyalty, you're loyal no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be loyal when things are good. You're also loyal when things are bad. I have been out on the town with old, uh, oh, no. with old Rye Bread here, and he has tried to ditch me when a better party comes along. But I would say, for the most part, Ryan's a pretty loyal character. Thank you. Now, as far as bad traits... I thought we just did it. Bad, that'd be I'm, your, I'm too wild on the trait. town, I thought. Uh, no, no, I got more I could oh. probably think of. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd like to see Ryan be more present, because we see some of these things. Ryan's, Ryan doesn't notice things very well. And I'd like to see you be a little more present in, in, in how you notice things. Because you mentioned a lot of times that I notice things too much. Yeah. And you say, and I maybe you need to notice things a little bit more. Be more present in your life. Your worst trait is that... No, why can't you do my best trait first? I'm going to start with the worst trait. Because you start... I'm going to flip it. Your worst trait is that you can't... When we go on trips together, you can't share a hotel room with me because... It's not uh, just with you. It's not a personal because, thing. Because you can't just lay over there and sleep. And it and, and it saves me. I like it because it saves me money on trips when we can so share the, the worst thing about, we can't do the, the worst thing about me is that I have a sleep disorder? Yes, it's the worst. No, it's, I think it's because uh, the worst thing about you is is that you can't just focus on like you. You hear other stuff. You guys so, hear. So the worst thing. thing about me is something I can't control, though. It's a problem that I have. It's an ailment that I have. I have a, a sleep disorder. Well, you asked. 
The best thing about you is... Also, is, too, I want to say, Ryan, uh, if we're going back to something bad about Ryan, Ryan uh, doesn't value other people's time very well. He keeps people waiting. Because I'm late. I'm always late, dude. That's the worst. That is. That's the worst thing about me. I am always late. It's mm-hmm. terrible, and I apologize. That's okay. All right. Now, your best trait. Okay. Your best, tra- your best trait is not... It's something else you can't control. It's your brain. It's just you're the smartest guy I know. And you come up with all this stuff for us to do, and you come up with all these intelligent points, and uh, that's your best trait, your intelligence. Well, that's okay, I guess. I was hoping it would be something physical, like my uh, uh, dreamy bedroom eyes or my um, your best. captivating demeanor. I was hoping it would be something. Everyone knows I'm brilliant and hilarious. I was hoping it would be a little more artificial. Hold on a minute. I'm looking you up and down. Well, don't do that. Well, anyway... Uh, <laughs> Your best okay, okay. Moving your, along. Your best physical trait is that you have it the say silu- phys- it doesn't have to say physical trait. You said you asked. Your best physical trait is that you have the silhouette of Jason Voorhees. We go now to two thousand six. We're we're done with the VHSs and the DVDs. Everything else is gonna be streaming if the internet holds out. Beautiful. So we go to two thousand six. Easy. And I, I've never seen this one. This is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. And this says, uh, the tagline is, witness the birth of fear. I don't think, this is not, is this going to hold up? Okay, Ryan has just handed me the uh, coconut shell candle that's been burning. It does seem like it's burning through <laughs> the coconut. <laughs> well, through the shell itself. This might be a fire hazard. I'll tell you what, though. We always like to keep this going. So let's just keep an eye on it. Okay. But I'm glad that we're gonna you, have to. Glad, this looks like a disaster. I'm glad that you brought this to our attention. Uh, I guess we should mention there was there's a couple things in the email about it. Do you ever remember the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game that came out in 1983 for the Atari 2600? I'm sure you didn't play it, but have you ever seen like videos of it or clips of it? It's 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 infamous for being one of the worst games ever. I was just gonna say it sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen videos of it. It's a little blue man that's holding something that looks like a supposed to be a chainsaw and he's running through a field yeah and you have to avoid like bullheads and you have to avoid like people in wheelchairs and stuff you ever remember hearing you know what i think i played that that? i don't you had an atari 2600 i had an atari i don't know if it was the 2600 what's the 2600 like an updated atari well this came out in 83 and you were born in 83 so you really think you played that i got my first nintendo in 88 this wasn't on nintendo oh no my bad i got my atari after that after the Nintendo, actually. So I had my first Atari in probably 89. And you remember that game? That sounds very familiar with that bullhead. I could be thinking about the Honky Tonk Man guitars. Yeah, I, I don't, I kind of doubt a scenario where you played that game. I had an Atari. Okay. Did you have an Atari? No. Poor. We go now to 2006, and I'm just going to say, uh, I don't know if I should say this before the movie starts, but this, out of all the movies on the entire docket today, the lowest on Rotten Tomatoes. No. At, at 14%, the one we're about to see. I like this movie by memory, but I haven't seen it in years. Well, so I, I didn't I'm want, looking I, forward I to I thought about not saying that because it might cloud your judgment, but this is uh, no, I've seen the it. lowest here. Well, we'll see We'll see how it holds up. I've never seen it. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Witness the birth of fear. Now, you say this is a prequel to the one we've just seen. Yes. So, But no Jessica Biel in this one. No. No Arlie Ermey in this one. Arlie Ermey's in this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get Arlie Ermey. Did not know that. I did not know that. You get a lot of Arlie Ermey, oh, okay. if I remember correctly. Now, how about uh, Caroline Williams from Part 2? Are we going to see any more of her? 
Stretch? Stretch. That's Stretch. Um, I can't imagine unless we watch Leprechaun 3. Do you have any other? Uh, do you have any other great traits for me, or bad traits for me? Are you? Gonna I can eat- think of a couple of bad ones for you. Let me think here. I don't have many bad ones oh. for you. I like you a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna eat that cake? Well, one more down from 2006, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. Uh, Ryan, was that the beginning for you, or was that the end? You, you look like you're a little movied out. If I'm looking in your eyes right now. No, my mind was just blown because uh, we watched this on a streaming site, and it wanted to play as good as it gets next after Texas Chainsaw Massacre: <laughs> The Beginning. Does that movie not put you in the mood for as good as it gets with Jack Nicholson? I, maybe they're thinking, you know what, this was a little <laughs> heavy. How about something a little bit lighter? What'd you think of this one? Um, not as good as I remember, but not bad. It's it's not a not a bad flick. It's like a it's kind of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre story. Mm-hmm. You know? This leather face seems a little more... Uh, he, he's not uh, an animal, maybe, like some of the other ones. Becoming the animal. How do you on. feel about that? Do you feel like you've become an animal? Or do you feel like you've had to dial the animal back in your own life? I feel like I've already became the animal, and now uh, the animal is a bit suppressed. Speaking of animal, didn't you say that you were in the movie theater one time, watching the animal, and... Uh, the ushers asked you to leave because you were acting kind of crazy. No, wait a minute. I think you're confusing stories. Now, one time I watched the, I was in the movie The Animal, and there was it was an empty theater. Nobody was in the theater, and I had sex in the theater. And then afterwards, I had a cigarette in the theater. That was a good time. I was a really good. Like I were hated you, that so, movie, so, so but it was you, a so, great experience. So you were the only one in the theater. It, it was not just. Well, it wasn't me. I didn't have sex by myself. Oh, I was, okay. It was me I'm, and I'm the, just to and a the woman here. I was. And the woman I was with, or I guess it was the person I was with, you're not allowed to say you have sex with a woman. I don't think a man's, is a man allowed to say publicly that well, they've had sex with a woman At this anymore? point, you don't. You just want to say person, man, woman. You're open to anything. Yeah, I have You have a past. I banged a, I banged a whatever in the uh, so, animal. So wait a minute. So, and this is Rob Schneider's The Animal. That's right. And you lit a cigarette in the theater. Yeah, I just smoked a cigarette afterwards in the theater. And they asked you to leave, or did no one say anything? No, no one said anything that time. But Uh I have been asked to leave a movie theater before. Have there been any other movies that you've seen where you are the only person, or the person you're with, you're the only people there? Yeah. um, You were there for one of them, Spy Hard. Oh, Leslie Nielsen, Spy Hard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Nobody else in that theater. Yep. And then um, uh, Black Swan. You, You... it was just you, just me by myself in the in the back. And I went, I sat high. I didn't think it was going to be just me. It was I sat back and high in the theater yeah. to myself, and it was just me the whole time. It saw, was like in the middle of the day on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I saw the movie The Martian, where uh, Matt Damon was left on Mars. Yeah, I saw that like yeah early afternoon on like a weekday, and it was me just in the theater by myself for about the first twenty minutes, and then a, an elderly man came in and sat a couple seats up, and then the movie ended. And he stood up, looked back at me, and said, so what did you think? And we had like a nice little five, ten minute discussion about the movie. That's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of neat. I thought um, you were going to say he stood up and gave it a round of applause. <laughs> <and then> was... <laughs> Have you ever done that? I've, I've been in theaters before where the the theater will give a round of applause to the movie. I've seen that. I don't think I've ever Have you ever stood up and done it? No. But, I, I, I but, but when I saw Vanilla Sky in the theater, which is a great film, uh, I, I, I sat there and thought about it. To, for so long because I thought it was such a, an interesting movie and it just kind of made me think so much. I sat there and thought about it for so long that the ushers eventually said that it was time to go. Wow. Because I was just trying to, if no one's ever seen Vanilla Sky, I recommend it, but I was just processing everything that I'd, that I'd seen. The Spanish version is good too. I've heard. I've never seen Oh, have you seen the Spanish version? Uh-huh. I watched it one day. I, I don't just 
I think I was sick or something. I was just like, this is interesting. I put it yeah. on. It's really good. Yeah, Penelope Cruz is great. Yeah, she's in both. I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. Or way off the topic of Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. But, uh, hey, we love movies around here. That's what this is all about, right? Talking about cinema. And we can get back to it, but I did have one thing film. I wanted to say. Talking about leaving a theater, because I like this. Me and my brother went to go see the reboot of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which yeah. we've watched on this program. Right. And uh, I, th- I think you also said on this program... That it was you and your brother, the only ones in seat of Chucky, maybe? Could that have been right? That sounds right. We yeah. definitely saw it together. You, you um, mentioned that. I don't remember it was just us. But yeah, we definitely saw that one together. But that Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, uh, after it was over with, we both like looked at each other and was like, wow, like we thought that movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. And right as we were leaving the theater, I heard two guys say, uh, one guy said to another guy, boy, that movie sucked. And, uh, and ever since then, I've never heard one person say anything good about that movie. Like, everyone hates that movie. Even my brother's minds are blown because we'd say you couldn't done any better with that movie on a reboot. I remember when we, you and I, when we watched it on the um, movie marathon, it was your first or second favorite of the day, and it was my least favorite of the day. Right, so, and, I, and, I, and, it, and it stands true. Nobody else likes it, but for some reason I get it. And that's strange. So uh, we'll move on here to... Um, Texas Chainsaw 3D. This is going to be on Peacock if it uh, holds out. Oh, no. We have a bunch of ads. This movie has uh, Alexandra Daddario in it, who was in The Layover with Kate Upton. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, is she Wait, is she the one that was on um, True Baywatch. Detective? She was in Baywatch, too, with The Rock, right? But she was the one on True Detective? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Bus- business is about to pick up, as JR would say. From 2013, Texas Chainsaw 3D. We're not going to be viewing this one 3D. I don't think we have the proper uh, projector. I was. I literally put it in my contract that it had to be in 3D. Evil wears many faces. I have to get an extra five dollars for this. Um, evil is that what the, th- the thing is? What does that mean? I've heard so many bad taglines for these movies. These movies are way too similar to watching a rogue. Are you a little movied out? This is a rough day. You a little movied out? I like it though. Give me them in order. What's your favorites? You've asked so me far. Add. Yeah, so far. Give me the 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 least favorite to favorite. Oh, least or however you want to do it, wherever you like. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, is the best movie that we've seen. But I think that Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is the one that I would pull off the DVD shelf and watch first. That's your number one, your favorite. I asked your favorite. Well, it might be number two. Okay. Even though I think the first one is is, is a better film. You haven't hurt my feelings. And I think the worst one I've seen of the day would probably be that next generation with uh Worse than part Renee three. Zellweger. I think so. But it's close. It's very close. Yeah, I thought so too. It's They're very, very close. close. Alright, you ready to press play on Texas Chainsaw three D? This is just a chainsaw. This doesn't even this is just says Texas Chainsaw. What year is this from? Two thousand thirteen. What were you up to in two thousand thirteen? I feel like my life is really flying by because I feel like that movie just came out a couple of years ago. What were you doing in 2013? 2013. What did that look like? I was very, very close, right on the edge of the biggest nervous breakdown I've ever had in my life. All right, well, let's get ready to press play. You ready? Hit it. Texas Chainsaw 3D from 2013. Alexandra Daddario is now uh, taking care of Leatherface. It looks like what a what a gig. Yeah, you. Where do we start on this story? <laughs> you must. She's the. Uh, th- this picks up right after the events of the very first movie. Directly. Yeah. That morning. Right. 
And Alexandra Daddario is a family member of the Leatherface family. Doesn't realize it until a little later on. You like this one? I do. It's a little it's a little cheesy, mm-hmm. but it's fun. I think it's a fun movie. I think it's a good story. And it's entertaining. I think it, I don't think it drags in many places. I like the change in tone from the two previous to this. It's a little... Uh, you could tell it's just it's a little different. And I, and I find it welcoming. It was definitely lighter mm-hmm. in, its, in its moments. It, it felt short. Was that movie? I don't know how long that movie lasted, but it felt shorter too. Well, that's just because you're sitting here with me, and when <laughs> went by like time that. goes by quick when you're as entertaining and fun-loving as I am. But I think after which movie is that? Is it the seventh movie we watched today? That is the seventh. I think got two more. I think that was for being the seventh movie we watched today. It was pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I think that's the third time I've seen it, and it's good stuff. Are you a fan of uh, Alexandra Daddario? I know you said you, you're a big fan of that movie Baywatch with The Rock, and she was in that. I don't, uh, I say lots of things, mm-hmm. but, uh... Oh, so now you're not a fan of Baywatch with The Rock. Come on, get your story straight here. I feel like I don't want to get too far off topic going on about Baywatch, but I'm having a little bit of trouble processing this. You got me thinking about her, and then I'm thinking about the girl from the last movie, and she then was thinking in, about Jessica Biel. She was in The Layover with uh, Kate Upton. You keep telling me that this is a movie, but I've never heard of this. Where did you see this movie? I feel like I'm the only person that's ever seen this movie. No one else has ever heard of it. Uh, also, too, uh, True Detective with Woody Harrelson. That I've that I've seen. Mm-hmm. They have a great lovemaking scene together. We don't in that have to movie. be crass about it. This is a. I said lovemaking. Well, still, how about her acting performances? How about her character development? I have a difficult time <laughs> with with. Um, you can just stop it right there if you want. Well, because I, I, I do too. I, maybe this is wrong, mm-hmm. but part of when I judge a female actress, some of it for me, maybe it's because I'm a heterosexual male, if that's acceptable, it has to do with their um, their appearance and how they carry themselves more so than it does probably a male performance. That sounds very uh, uh, chauvinistic. Yeah. I think you're right. So, uh, how did you like how Leatherface looked in this? He seemed to be different. His hair looked a little different. Um, these Leatherfaces always look different they're in so, all of these movies. There's always a different look going they're on. They're so ugly, but I can't tell like what I like more. Like I do, I do like a this one was like a thicker, heavy set Leatherface. Mm-hmm. I feel like the last three movies, he he's been kind of thicker and heavy set. He always is heavy, but. He was wispier in like the three and four that we watched earlier, I thought. Like mm, leaner. Okay. And you like a little heftier leather face. I like a hefty leather face, yeah. Very, very interesting. Do you like a leather face that has the woman's wig on with like the makeup? Or do you like one that's a little bit more like with the uh, tattered kind of... Um, I think maybe a little more tattered. A little more tattered. A little more the, a little more wild, than the, maybe. Than the lovely... A little more wild, maybe. Lovely leather face. Yeah. Kind of hard for me to animalistic, say. Animalistic, maybe. Lovely leather face. Yeah. Maybe a little more animalistic. So this next one, oh my god! Where does this go in the continuity? I'm not is saying this, this is a bad movie, but where does this movie? I've never seen this one. Where does this one? Uh, this is Leatherface as a child. And what? So what does this or like ignore? A teenager, what does this ignore? And what does it? I've only seen it one time. What does it ignore? Like which of these films? Like all of them, because it's what in Leatherface is a child or a teenager. So this is before even the very first one happened. That's right. Oh, okay. This 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 ignores everything you've ever. Uh, Oh, I did notice, too, during the opening credits of this last one, Texas Chainsaw 3D, this was screenplay with Adam Marcus, who was the director of The Final Friday. You remember Creighton Duke? Oh, yeah. Uh Now, The Final Friday, which one is that? Is that part six? Four? That's part nine. Part nine. Wait. You met Creighton Duke, the guy who played Creighton Duke, Stephen Williams. 
Wait, that's you, you, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, the final Friday. That's the, the final Friday? I think I'm thinking of the final chapter. Well, you're probably thinking of the Friday movies with uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> maybe I was. Yeah, maybe you were. Maybe I was confused. I remember hearing a story that you uh, were on a park bench and Stephen Williams, who played Creighton Duke, kind of sat next to you and you had a little chat. I, um, I, I'm, I'm going to use... I shared a cigarette. We didn't have the same cigarette, but we smoked a cigarette together and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Seems like seems like a cool guy. Yeah, seems like a very cool guy. Great actor. He 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 strikes me as a guy that's seen quite a few things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to reach a certain level of popularity and celebrity. Okay, but I don't want to go too far that I can get canceled. So I want to. I'm not there yet. There's no one cares enough about me to get canceled. Mm-hmm. But I would like a little bit more popularity and celebrity. Where where's the line? Where is the balance? Well, I think there's a real sweet spot where you can kind of um, have a nice career, but also, too, you're under the radar enough so nobody really cares. I wouldn't, That's a great place to be. I wouldn't mind apologizing to China and Chinese, though. Okay. Just because I think that I would like, I just think that would be kind of funny. Would you, um, I know John Cena did something similar to that. Would you take the time to learn mandarin chinese to make an apology i can't imagine you putting that much effort into here's what here's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that i will do my best impression of mandarin okay and then we'll put the subtitle the words at the bottom well listen if you know you're a master of accents how about right now you do a little um uh, chinese accent i'll apologize to china right now sure. just, just go ahead i mean okay. you're you're a master improviser and great with accents go and try it ambumaka nuka 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 kamasei shamanana hana wa una 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 ah so moving on we have 2017's leatherface and this is a prequel to the entire uh, to the entire deal, I don't think this one came out in theaters. I think this was just maybe like on Directv exclusively when this came out. Yeah, and now for our eighth movie of the day, are you excited about seeing a adolescent Leatherface? We'll give it a chance though. Okay, we got two movies left. Are you feeling good? Are you gonna make it? I feel amazing. Okay, I'm rock solid. Well, you've fallen asleep in, on some of these before, so I just want to double check, see how you're doing. If I if I this movie might be a hard one to make it through. If I don't make it, are you gonna finish? Are you gonna finish this thing? Uh. We'll see. Are you going to put me on your back and swim me to safety? <laughs> Up next, uh, Leatherface. I couldn't even find a tagline for this one because it didn't come out in theaters. So it's just Leatherface. 2017. <laughs> Shut up and watch it. Ah, the movie's the worst. Eight movies down. That was uh, Leatherface from 2017. Odd name for that movie, because that movie is not really about uh, the leather face that we've seen in some of these movies. I feel like I'm going to be sick. How'd you like this movie, Ryan? That movie was devastatingly bad. I'm like, I'm, It's giving me heartburn somehow. I'm just, uh, I'm eight movies in, and that one really sucked my soul out. And I'm mm-hmm. not done yet. This is your least favorite of the day. Unbelievably bad. What's the, what's the premise here, if you had to give a short little uh, back of the movie... Cover box I, I, description. I, I guess child, uh, the the childhood of the legendary uh, character Leatherface, from uh, adolescent boy to uh, teenager to the uh, to a monster. Mm-hmm. Did you like this one? No, I can't stand it. What do you think? I didn't like it. My least favorite of the day. Least favorite of the day for me too. And I've seen this before, mm-hmm. but I don't think I paid much attention to it. And today it was particularly unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. Again, it could be part of being the eighth movie I've seen today, but uh, yeah, I'm a little movied out. It is. 
How about you? And, hey, now's a great time to watch the brand new one. But um, got one left. But before you go there, I mean, with this movie, I'm trying to think, what is the most unappealing thing that I find? It just it wasn't. Who cares? Who cares about a, a, a teenage uh, Leatherface? Hmm. You know, the, the most unappealing thing is the whole time they make you think it's the fat kid with the curly hair, and then in the in the end they swerve it on you and it's the other kid. Well, we got one more movie left, but let's go ahead and uh, check it out now. We always like to get your opinion, and I know you like to give it uh, during these movie marathons of these series of films. So far, who is the best looking guy? And the best-looking woman you've seen in these movies? Ooh. Um, the best-looking woman? It's Jessica Biel. It's got to be Jessica Biel. But there's some close ones. That What's her name? The one that we saw in the last movie. Daddario. Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. Like, from the neck down, she's great. And And um, I don't think she has a great-looking face. And the mo- and, and I thought More the one... Ryan Young Sweet Talk. I, <laughs> I thought the one was really pretty... In the one between those two movies. Well, that that would have been the beginning. Yeah, the but beginning. I don't. But I don't remember who you're talking about. I don't remember the, the girl's name, but the, the was that Jordana Brewster? Yeah, that's her. Yeah, uh-huh. so she's probably uh, probably second or third. So who's the best looking guy you've seen so far, other than me? I mean, in the movies. Let's see, best looking fella. Other than me, I, take me out of this. I'm gonna say my favorite. But I just want to make day. this clear. You know, I'm not in the running here. I'm gonna say. Uh, I want to say Franklin. But I'm going to be serious about it, and I'm going to say... Why is that uh, not serious? I don't think Franklin's the best-looking guy. Let me see. The guy that I... Is this the guy that I would most likely want to have sex with? Who's the best-looking guy in these movies that you've seen? That you can say, well, that's a good-looking guy. Not counting me, of course, because I I don't count. It would be me, but I mean, we're not... Easy, easy. I just thought of it. Matt Bomer. And which one was he in? He was in the um, the beginning. What character was he? He was the one that 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 wasn't burning his draft card. The dark oh, guy. Oh, the one from was he the one from Royal Pains? The one from. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Why is that funny? Well, no, it's from White Collar, but it's just another oh, show that okay. doesn't matter. I right. guess you got me confused there. I thought I was on the money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it big time. Well, we got one movie left. Are you gonna make it? What is the movie? It is the brand new, as of just a couple days ago, Netflix original, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Face of Madness Returns. Yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm pretty excited. I saved a donut for this. Now, is this one, maybe you don't know the answer to this, but is this one going to pick up a brand new from the beginning of the series? Is this a brand new story? Is this uh, pretending that the first one happened and nothing else? What is... What does this one ignore, and what does it? Uh, I don't fully know. The, I don't fully know the answer. I did see like a thirty-second trailer, yeah, and it did make me think that it was it was picking up present day mm. after, but the original movie had happened. Okay, it's my guess. I don't know the answer, but that's what I thought, folks. We got one more left, and uh, we'll check in with you here after 2022's. Netflix original, The Face of Madness Returns. Do you feel like uh, you're the face of madness today? Do you have any Pepto-Bismol? Well, Ryan, 2022's uh, Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in the books. That wraps up Steve-O Supremo Movie Marathon 8. And uh, this Leatherface has become almost like a Michael Myers character or something. Jason. Oh, the Terminator. Terminator. He's um, 
what started the day as kind of a wild acting farm boy butcher has become a, almost like a cyborg. What do you, how, how'd you feel about this one? My 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 mind is always is constantly blown mm-hmm. by things by the metamorphosis that that Leatherface sat in a in that lady's house for forty years. Yeah, and and became uh, as soon as the first kill where he snapped the guy's arm in half with his bare hands with like brilliant emotion. That's not the Leatherface that I remember. And we've seen them all today. We've seen them all today. And Leatherface was like not really that serious without a hammer or a chainsaw. He wasn't like like you said, like Michael Myers, mm-hmm. where he could just grab you and break you to pieces. Now he's taking point blank shotgun blasts to coming the Coming forward, baby. Coming forward. Yeah. He's tightened up. How'd you like this one? Um it wasn't the worst of the day. I mean, as far as just like an entertainment standpoint, but mm-hmm. I mean there's nothing there's nothing of substance to it. Mm-hmm. Sally Hardesty, that Sally Hardesty character that we saw early in the in the day today, in the first one, makes an appearance in this one, but not the same actress, because the actress that played that character has passed. Well, I assume that it must be the same a- uh, actress, and you did the uh, the research and, and, and knew that it wasn't. Well, I know that 50 years has passed, but it, to me it didn't look like the same person, so I just kind of checked. and. But for me, why would you even do it if you couldn't get the same actress? Like, what, And what was the big benefit to it anyway? I mm. mean... How many movies lately we got to see these 80-year-old women try to battle a monster? Watching all these in a row was kind of interesting, I guess, to have that book ended by what we started the day with, that character. That wasn't a bad spot to do that in. Mm-hmm. If we had done this five years ago, we mm-hmm. would have had to end it with that, that really bad Kitty Leatherface movie. Mm. That would have been a hard one to end it on. This one, I think, was a better movie than that. Uh, check, we'll check the email one last time. We only have one email left that we haven't got to. Um, it just says, uh, John Larroquette who was the voice of the narrator in the original and also in this one. It just says, John Larroquette was in Richie Rich. That's from Charlie. John Larroquette was in Richie Rich, that movie with Macaulay Culkin, I guess. What did he do in that movie? Uh, you you remember that don't, movie? don't remember. How do you feel about John Larroquette and Richie Rich? Uh, it, it seemed like in the beginning of the movie that it was going to be... I'm trying to think how to explain it. Like, they, like okay, like you said, like the same guy narrated at the beginning and they had the pictures of Leatherface and they were... Did they show old stuff from the movie, the old movie? Seemed like they did. I've seen yeah. so many of these movies that kind of blend together. Yeah, they kind of blend together. Anyway, they ended up on a techno bus in a ghost town that looked like a movie set. And I guess that guy had bought the town. That guy had bought the entire town. Yeah. Influencers. Mm-hmm. That's what the synopsis just said. They were influencers. Oh, okay. Do you feel like you're an influencer in your life? I don't. You have influence over some people. I, I know a couple of people that I would say you influence a great deal. I feel like if you flip that around, that I probably have more people influencing me. I would say a lot of people have followed you into your your line of work. You've influenced a lot of people. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. I'm a full-on influencer. You're an influencer and don't even realize It's unintentional. It. Yeah. I'm an unintentional influencer. Well, looking at uh, these nine movies that we've watched in a row here, where does the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise stack up? As far as, like, let's say the Halloween or the Nightmare on Elm Street or the Weekend at Bernie's and Revenge of the Nerds. What do you think is the, um, how does this rack up? Is this a fun series of films? Do you like how this goes? Coming into the de- to, to the day, I would say this is one of my favorite uh, horror series. And it probably still is. But 
I, I'd almost rather watch like a like a weekend at Bernie's type thing mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a very heavy day. So uh, you're saying less Leatherface, more Jonathan Silverman. That's absolutely that's you're, very that's very well done. You're saying less Sally Hardesty, more Terry Kaiser. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Even Booger. I'll even take a little Booger from Revenge of the Nerds, of course. That's right. Looking back on the movies today, do you? Um, I don't know if you want to give us your full best to worst but uh, what were like you you're welcome to do that but let's you know what were what were your favorites and what were your least favorites my least favorite of the day was um that one we saw before this last one that leather, leather that face. leather face one that leather face there was another one that was called leather the 2017 leather face the 2000 that was the worst one i saw today that was the worst one I followed saw. by that um texas chainsaw the beginning from 2006 Wait a minute. That you thought that one was okay. You thought that one was worse than Next Generation. I think I did. Okay, fair enough. I uh, I didn't think that one was as bad as Next Generation or the old Leatherface one. But yeah, that was one of the worst. The ones third today. one. You're saying that's the third one. Yeah, the third one. I but I agree with you. That beginning one is not very good. My favorite of the day, I would say, is Part Two. I, I feel like Part Two, even though Part One is probably a better movie. Part two with those characters, I feel like is watchable, rewatchable more, right? Rewatchable. So I'm gonna say two, one, and then after that, I'm gonna go with that Texas Chainsaw 3D, are my top three. If I was basing it on like the best movie is the original, but my favorite one, like if I could just watch a movie, I think it'd be that Texas Chainsaw 3D. Mm, that that was kind that was, of an easy movie to watch. Yeah. And it's kind of a fun movie. I just yeah. So your top so your top three of the day would be, um, in no certain order that one. And uh, the original, mm-hmm. and then and then probably the one with Jessica Biel. Yeah, I'm gonna. Where say, does where did Dennis Hopper and Stretch fit, fit into that? I would say that would be fourth. Yeah, that would be fourth. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it is, and maybe this one would be fifth. Mm-hmm. This last one. Because okay. I haven't seen this one that much, and it's kind of outrageous. And your two least favorites of the day It's just are, not Leatherface. Your two least favorites of the day would be what? That that 2017 Leatherface, and then that... Both Leatherface ones. Both and, ones and that part, say and Leatherface. Part, and part three. Yes, those are the worst ones to me. Well, every time we do one of these, we always think it's going to be the last one. Uh, but as we sit here now, uh, do you have any ideas for, for another one of these? I always thought we could do the Naked Gun series. You say you like things maybe a little lighter. That sounds fun. Uh, we can maybe supplement that with uh, Spy Hard and maybe Wrongfully Accused to get kind of a Leslie Nielsen, maybe Dracula Dead and Loving It. Maybe get, I'd like that one to be maybe, involved. Maybe, I haven't seen that in a long maybe time. Maybe get kind of a Leslie Nielsen um, fan fest going. I could I could do that. Mm-hmm. How about... Um, Any other ideas that stand out right now? I could do, uh, how about like an action series, like Arnold or Van Damme or something. Or, maybe, or, or, or the Die Hard series. Could do the Die Hard series. That last one is brutal. That <laughs> last, last one is unbelievable. Well, do you have a final message? For, they did the for, same um, thing. Oh, to, you got more to say? They did the same thing. Well, since we're talking, the with Bruce Willis and Die Hard, they made him like a Terminator. Oh, where right. in the first one, he was kind of... Like a uh, regular guy. Just like, like a regular, regular police officer. They did yeah. the same thing to him that they did in this uh, with Leatherface in this last one from yeah, Netflix. Right. Just pay attention out there. If you go back and watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then you watch this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's on Netflix, that's supposed to be a direct sequel of the first one, 
it's a completely different human being. It's just yeah. not even the same type of human being. If a studio approached Ryan Young and said, you know, you're a hot new director, writer on the scene, we want you to take the reins of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise right now on the spot. Let me hear your pitch. Let me hear your film treatment for a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Well, I think that you take uh, you take Leatherface and you put him right in the you put him right in the city. So it would be about like like Leatherface takes Manhattan. It'd be like Leather it'd be like Leatherface takes Manhattan, but it would be it would, would it be still be in Texas. Would it would it be, have to be like in uh, Houston be, or something. It would be fifty minutes on a boat, like it would be with Jason it would, when he was on his way to Manhattan. It would. It depends on the budget, but I'm thinking something like Leatherface at Minute Maid Park, like Le- Leatherface at an Astros game. Something like that. Something exciting like that. Uh-huh. And where's the conflict arise? Just him at the baseball stadium? I'm thinking you do Buying something like like the movie uh, Sudden Death with Van Damme. Uh-huh. And there's a bomb in the building. Oh. And that's the only reason that he's they're a bomb not stopping. Expert. No, he's not a bomb. No, don't be ridiculous. I'm sorry. He, there, there's a bomb in the building, and that's the only reason that the fact that Leatherface is there is not being addressed because <laughs> they have more important, impressive, more important issues dealing with the bomb in the building. You know what? After the nine movies I've seen today, that doesn't sound outrageous at all. <laughs> I'm gonna put this thing on paper. Do you have a final message for your uh, fans, for the people who 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 uh, love to hear from you after all these years? When you're sending these emails in, yeah. Let's let's try to mix in some positive ones. Let's I felt, keep I it felt like there were some positive ones today. And there were there were, but a couple negative uh, ones. Someone said that your voice gave him COVID, and I think that was a, a prank. That's a little that's a little ridiculous. I don't think you can catch that through the microphone. About me. But but I've been uh, very close to being replaced on this program a few times, and yeah. I I don't want that to happen. I want to be. I want to at least. Get, I want to get. How many have we done? Eight. This is number eight. Yeah. Let me let me at least get ten. Okay. If not more. So, I'd like to get uh, to 10. Maybe we'll talk off air about uh, the next series of films that we can find. We'll get something done. How about you send send us your emails? Mm, suggestions. Some suggestions on what you'd like to see. Give us some ideas. Very interesting. We probably won't use them, but do it anyway. What a day. Brian, this is always... Uh, and the candle burns. I'm going to go ahead and extinguish that flame right now. We've done it. Because we've done it again. We have... This uh, is a wonderful coconut smell. Thank you for bringing this from Jamaica. All the way from Jamaica. Yeah. I guess I didn't get an invite to Jamaica. Maybe maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. Probably next time. You and I have done a lot of fun things over the years. We've never gone to a like an island setting. That'd be kinda neat. That could be good. Maybe we can get ourselves a, a weekend at Bernie scenario going on. <laughs> who would I be in that scenario? Jonathan Silverman? You're Jonathan Silverman. Okay. We've a, we've a and you're who you're you're Bernie? I'm, <laughs> I'm the Mobu Bernie. All right. Signing off here uh, for for Ryan Young. This is a uh, whole Steve O Supremo himself, and uh, Ryan, it's been a, it's been a day of it. Th- th- thank you for having me. What a pleasure. And we'll see you next time on the Steve O Supremo Movie Marathon. Sounds good. See you around. <laughs>